Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Chanel, and you're listening to the Going In Raw podcast. Joey Janelle always goes in. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick-butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Bye-bye. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson, taped live at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson, and of course, found wherever audio podcasts can be found. An eventful AEW Dynamite tonight on the road to All Out. It was definitely uh, something. It was. I thought that it was. I actually really enjoyed Dynamite tonight. I thought there were some really good parts. Uh, the MJF Mox contract signing went on about twice as long that it probably needed to. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't like. So I got such a negative backlash when I tweeted out that I thought MJF was just talking forever. He talked a lot, but once he stopped talking, I thought it was great. I thought Mox was actually really effective and uh, efficient with his words. Yeah, MJF and then, wasn't. And he wasn't at all. Like the number of times he said, John, it was grating to me. But the lawyer was hilarious. And I loved the twist with the lawyer. He gets a match next week. I thought they they got the perfect dude to be annoying lawyer. And I yeah, really like it. They did. I hope they don't even give him a name. I just want him to be called lawyer. Annoying um, lawyer. Yeah, exactly. But no, uh, Hangman, finally. They did sort of a big turn with Hangman. Mm-hmm. He prevented the Young Bucks from being able to potentially move on in that gauntlet match yes. uh, and deny them an opportunity at his tag team championship with Kenny yes, Omega. Of course, that all goes back to conversation you know, with the FTR last week where they went on and on telling uh, Hangman that if you know he and Kenny faced the Bucks at all out, if they were to lose, he'd be right back in the Young Bucks' shadow like he was before. And uh, you could tell... Uh, Page did not feel good about what he did. Mm-hmm. He looked yeah. like he had been crying or he was about to cry. Well, even when he came out there and he and he did the deed. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm talking about. He looked upset. Yeah, he looked devastated or just, you know, also partially inebriated. It's probably both. Um, and then, you know, later on, they approach him in the bar, toss a drink in his face and say, and you're toss him out of the elite. Mm-hmm. They say you're an alcoholic. You're out of here. Um, so uh, and then he, you know, he looks into the, the well, symbolic the, broken the, mirror, the Mojo Raleigh slash cover of that one Black Flag album. Damage. Slash, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget if the Iron Man that there's the Iron the classic Iron Man cover comic book. Cover. Oh, when he was drunk, right? I don't think it was a broken mirror though. I think it was just a mirror, just a mirror. But he looked a wreck. Yeah, he, um, looked, he looked awful. He looked really bad. Um, so, yeah, Hangman is now officially out of the elite. I, I kind of wanted to start there just to get your thoughts earlier today when we were talking about a preview 
I was wondering if it would be possible at all for them to walk the finish of this gauntlet so that you get the Young Bucks and FTR in this match. We kind of both figured that FTR was going to be moving on. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Young Bucks seemingly without much to do beyond maybe some Dark Order business, perhaps. That feels like it's below, it's beneath they, the situation. They're in a match at is it next week? No, at All Out, where it's, shoot, we're the teams. It's them and the Jurassic Express taking on SCU and... Oh, it was right there on the tip of my tongue. The other team. And then the winning uh, four-man team will then face each other either mm. the following week on Dynamite, I think it was. Okay. So that's the program for that. It's okay, SCU I didn't notice that. The okay. other team. Gosh darn it. Private party. Other team. Private party, yes. Okay, thank you, Hunter V. Um, so... Uh, Oh, oh, that's interesting. Phil DeThrillier in chat says, Sean Ross Epps of the Lawyer is the third guy on the Major Wrestling Figure oh, podcast, if I'm correct. And apparently his name is Mark Sterling. Um, <clears throat> so, okay, so, so the Mr. winners Mr. face Mr. each other at All Out. At All Out, okay. Okay, all right. Uh, so that's cool. I mean, that's good. That's something for them to do. It still feels like they should be more involved sort of in a pivotal manner in the storyline, but I guess this is sort of their thing. I mean, we'll, we'll, they'll make an appearance during this tag title match at All Out. They will either try to return the favor uh, to Paige for costing them the belt or something. And then you Maybe. got Kenny, who's already kind of on edge, on the verge of doing something crazy. Uh, is a volatile situation. Say I kind of feel like I kind of feel like we're not going to see the Young Bucks get involved. I don't. I don't think they need. I don't think they should. I don't think they need to get involved in this match because Hangman is obviously an emotional wreck. That enough. Is I think is going to spell the end of that you tag got, team and their, just, and their title not, reign. Just not Paige, who's emotional wreck. Kenny's got something going on too. Kenny feels mess. like he's the weak link now. They haven't really said this explicitly, but just based on the match last week, where he every time he got in the, the ring, basically his team uh, lost the upper hand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's a volatile situation by itself. But that's the, that's the Young Bucks' mo. They already in, they always kind of insert themselves. Kayfabe wise, mm. in situations they don't need to be there. That's what they've done. That's the whole thing with with them and then Kenny and Paige. They would yeah. just kind of insert themselves in the whole situation. Yeah, sometimes they, they just yeah they just mill on down. You're right. That's totally gonna happen. It's yeah, totally gonna happen. Uh, so yeah, we'll just hop right into it. It kicked off with the uh, tag gauntlet match. Kicked off with the Young Bucks versus uh, the Natural Nightmares. Uh, a lot of QT Marshall in this match, Larson. Yeah. Uh, he goes for his QT special, misses, eats a bunch of super kicks. In the end, though, uh, he uh, falls victim to the BTE trigger, and uh, the Bucks get the pin there. They, they do, advance they do. to take on the bestest of friends. Dun, dun, dun. So the best friends have the upper hand at first, of course. They're fresh. They didn't just have a match uh, until Chuck jumps off the top, uh, sells knee. That would come into play later more so in this match. Uh, a lot of good back and forth. Here, um, as it stands, though, uh, as we mentioned, the head of the show, Hangman Page comes out, uh, holds on to Nick's ankle as they're setting up for the Meltzer driver. That allows Trent to roll up Matt to get the win. And yeah, Hangman just looked devastated. He looked a wreck. He couldn't even. And it was, it, it was a great little bit of blocking too, because as he was holding Nick's leg, he was turning away like this. Like I can't look at doing. you. Yeah. I can't yeah. watch this happen, and I'm yeah. doing it. Yeah. It was really good. I, I really liked it. I like I like the shot of because he didn't when he left. He walked by himself, of course. Up, they found like an empty piece of or a section of concourse of seats. So he walked up there all by himself with a spotlight, you know, on him. Um, it's, it, it was it was really well well done. I thought the whole segment was really well done. What did you think? We'll talk about this really quick because there's no like. Uh, there's no obvious point to talk about it beyond you know whatever the fans. It was, it was they they had the fans. I didn't in notice there. a huge change. A huge Neither difference. did I. I thought that they were actually kind of useless. Um, it's I mean nice I guess the sentiment for them to be there. I guess in my head I just think. Uh, <laughs> I read an article not to bring not to bring it down, dude. But I read an article about some uh, convention that went down with like 200 professionals. Oh, that was the one in Boston back in when Boston first happened and led to like 20,000 cases. <laughs> like like 20,000 cases. So now when I think about several hundred people getting together 
I just think it's going to be a super spreader. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, no. But I try not to. I try just to keep it fun. Uh, and uh, But, yeah, I was actually kind of surprised how little they factored into anything. Mm-hmm. It just made it seem like like a sparsely you know, populated 500, show. 500 people at a 5,000-seat venue that's large and outdoor, so whatever noise they make is going to travel mm-hmm. upwards and to the heavens. <laughs> um, you know, it's they're not going to make a massive impact if you will yeah um and i there's several instances where where someone was playing to the crowd i'm like what are they doing oh there's people there (laughs) like when the i think it was the first match when matt got on the top rope and he did this to the crowd like what's he pointing at oh there's there's fans there there a plane going by or something (laughs) yeah no i didn't know the daily's place was in the flight path of the jacksonville (laughs) airport there you go uh, so after that, uh, best friends uh, had FTR to counter with. Uh, I did not see this part of the match. My stepkids showed up, and uh, they just were kind of uh, all in my business. Oh, this, uh, it was just all about FTR working over Chuck's knee. Okay. And then, and then uh, Dax puts him in a knee bar. And he tries to get the ropes. He's really close, and Cash is like crap talking. Hey, you're almost there. You're almost there. <laughs> and then fine. Chuck just taps. Oh. <laughs> he was almost there. He was like 18 inches away from the bottom rope. He just taps Oh, poor FTR Chuck. wins. Yeah, it was a pretty quick match. Not much to it. This next thing was great. This was amazing. So Lance Archer was this Sean Maluda? Yeah, it was. But you 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 bypassed the, this video where Darby Allen is. Oh yeah, is walking around. He puts his jacket on. He still has thumbtacks at his back, and he climbs up to a top of the bridge, not where you know you transport from side oh, to side. God, to the top. Yeah, and then jumps off, and there's a voiceover. He's pretty much saying, you think I'm afraid, uh, Ricky Starks, I'm going to show you I'm not afraid of anything. Yeesh. Man. Anyways, yes, Lance Archer bit. Uh, so Lance Archer just completely destroys Sean Maluda. He did some water time. spitting, too. <clears throat> oh, yeah, he did. That's right. Yeah. That's gross. Um, you That's know, he, not, the, not the time to be doing it right now. No, probably not. He gives him, like, a massive... Uh, that choke slam he gave him was something else. Gave him a nasty choke slam, goes then, for three, but then pulls him up. And then black uh, out, and then the iron claw thing, yeah. Mm-hmm, starts like ramming his head. It was just an absolute mauling. Jake was in the corner. Of course, Jericho was on commentary. He was great. Um, Jake was in the corner, just laughing it up the entire time. So after he finally uh, uh, pins Maluda for three, Jake gets on the mic. It's like, oh, goddamn. Feeding Lance Archer is like feeding a wood chipper. Toss a big log in, confetti comes out. <laughs> so, anyways, he's going on and on, and then he gets interrupted by Team Taz, yeah. Brian Cage, and uh, 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 Ricky Stocks. And these two just are going at it on the mic, and it's just a mess. This is like it's one a of massive the massive mess. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, you know, maybe some bullet points. I mean, I, I imagine they probably just are both given. What idea do you have to go out there? Okay, just go do it. Maybe just on some paper, put some bullet points down. You know, I'm not I'm not advocating yeah. scripted promos. You know what also kind of disappoints me about this? Hmm. So this was all about the they're doing so they're doing the casino battle royal. Yeah, at all all again. yeah the winner the winner gets the title shot, yeah. Right. Which is great. But like, man, how is Archer versus Brian Cage for the FTW title? Not a singles match, and on the other hand, Darby Allen and Ricky Stark should be in a tight in a, in a singles match at All Out too. I just it feels like they're kind of both they're all too big for this Casino Battle Royal match. In a sense, yes, but then you realize that the winner in fact gets a, a, a title shot. That's kind of a big deal. Don't all four of these guys cancel each other out in terms of who wins this match? Oh, probably. That's my thoughts on it, anyways. Um, yeah, I don't know probably. what's what's going through your your little hamster wheel. No, there. I agree. I said probably. Yeah, that's yeah. Probably the case when you got four I don't know people who else in the ring match. and they they, yeah, they all cancel each other out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just like I mean, they will probably get to it after the fact because this is a real. These are two really cool feuds. But man, I really want Cage to put that FTW title up. And and I really want Lance him, Archer to win it. And have him, yeah, him and Lance Archer. That's a killer like, match. They should trade it back and forth a few times, man. I agree. I totally agree. I think it'd Just be like fantastic. Really, really stiff, violent matches. Mm-hmm. Not hardcore matches. Per I'm se, just a just really violent matches. Trade yeah. that belt a few times. Really establish it as a belt for badasses. 
I'm just a really big fan of all four of these guys. Yeah, totally. I think they're all just terrific, and I want to see them in matches. Um, anyways, like when I think of Casino Battle Royal, I just think of a grand old time. You know, just everybody goofing. I don't want goofing with these guys. No, they'll be they'll be goofing to begin, and then uh, Lance Archer will get in and then like eliminate everybody that's in the ring at the time. Yeah, it could be. Um, anyways, uh, then we see MJF getting ready for the contract signing. He gets mad at uh, one of his staffers there for Lee Lee Johnson. Oh, yes, Lee Johnson uh, for, like, smiling or something. I don't know yeah. what it was. Anyways, uh, then we had this really great Thunder Rosa uh, Ikaro Shida video package with um, a voiceover appearance by Billy Corgan talking about yeah. the NWA possibilities, you know. That was cool I, stuff. I, I, I wrote one line down because I thought it was probably the most important, th- meaningful thing that Billy had to say. He said, I appreciate the chance for uh, these two promotions work to work together mm-hmm. um if nothing else i imagine this is good for the nwa because it kind of keeps the nwa afloat at least in the minds of wrestling fans maintains its relevancy that's that's important yes. that's super important because yes. like what did somebody say just the other day when wade barrett showed up on nxt is this going to be the fourth promotion that wade barrett commentates for that goes under there might be a perception out there that the nwa is no longer a thing and you're right. How cool would it be? You got 20 people in this battle royal. AEW is not afraid to bring in people from the outside. Let's see a couple people from NWA Josephus. in this battle royal. Let's see, Josie. Let's see uh, Zicky Dice in this battle royal, Larson. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, That's good. Right? Yeah. Who else is in the NWA that we like? Like, Nick Aldis is kind of too big for that. Yeah, he is. <laughs> uh He's too busy blasting the creative of WWE for mistreating yeah, his wife. I know. So Zicky's good. Josephus is good. Mm-hmm. What about Sandow? What's his real name? Aaron Stevens. Yes, that guy. That's a good call. All good calls. We'll All see good it. calls. Yeah, do it. So uh, after that, I kind of wish, like, especially given how much time they gave the MJF Mox contract signing, They've given a little bit more time to this Thunder Rosa Hikaru Shida contract signing. It was like thirty seconds. It was a, it was a little on the short side, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It was backstage. It was yeah. shot well. I mean, this whole thing was shot well. It was really cool. Yeah, it was a really neat video package. Felt more like a, a really really short film. Yeah, but give the contract signing a little bit more. Yeah. Especially when they overdid it with this MJF and Mox thing that followed directly after. Mm-hmm. So yeah, after that was the MJF Mox contract signing. MJF just talks a lot. He basically calls, he says, Mox, you're, I mean, this is after, after he's already said a lot. He says, he calls Mox a one trick pony. Uh, he said, or he said, he thought that what, that's what he was. He says, but I was wrong. You're good. You're really good. You're a badass. He says, but here's the difference between you and I, you grew up idolizing or you came up idolizing extreme wrestlers, guys like new Jack Zandig, they're garbage. Oh, he says, Anita. Onita, yeah. He said Onita, too. Uh, uh, He says, I studied real wrestlers like Ernie Ladd, Tully Blanchard. Uh, Then he just keeps on talking. The idea basically is like he's saying, oh, my ring IQ is too high for me to do what you want me to do, which is go outside, which is your area of expertise. That's your strong suit. You're the hardcore wrestler. You're the wrestler who likes extreme violence. MJF says, I'm the technical guy. I'm going to keep you in the ring. And uh, he says, uh, at the end of all of all out, he'll be champ. But if Mox thinks he's a better wrestler than MJF, then why would he need that one move in order to beat him? He says, unless he's not man enough to beat him without the paradigm shift. And if that's the case, maybe he should tell his wife that he's single. Uh, that Mox stands up. Uh, MJF's lawyer speaks up, tells him to, to hold on. No violence. Uh, Mox then calls Mr. Lawyer a dickwad. He refers to Wardlow as Flex Magazine. Um, <laughs> yeah. He said, but uh, should I sign the deal? I don't know. Do I need the paradigm shift to win? No. Um, he says MJF is trying to take away his most dangerous move, but he's really doing is forcing Mox to be creative of all the ways that he could hurt him. Um, so he's going to go ahead, sign the contract. Remember, nothing, this is really pointed on Mox's part. Nothing MJF says matters mm-hmm. and nothing he signs batters on September 15th says he's a dead man. He signs the deal. And as soon as he pen hits paper, uh, MJF starts laughing. Everybody on his team is laughing. MJF calls him an idiot. Mox is like, yeah, it's a good contract signing. It's good business. 
Oh, I added something on page 17. MJF apparently didn't read it, nor did his lawyer. What's going to happen is next week there's a tune-up match. Mox versus Mr. Lawyer. And if Mr. Lawyer doesn't show up, MJF doesn't get his match. And oh, yeah, Paradigm Shift will be legal. And then Mox's like, yeah, maybe I should be a lawyer. Yeah, it was good stuff. I really liked it. Like Once that once Mox started talking, I really liked it. I feel like um, if MJF's bit had been cut by half, it would have been a pretty good segment. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I do. I think that if he used uh, just a more, he, if he was just more efficient with what he was saying, like you know, the point sound, but you know, get to it, man. Um, yeah, the dictator John stuff just doesn't, just doesn't do anything. This whole for me. campaign thing just isn't. It's not for me. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had uh, what is this? Eight, yeah, eight man action. There was a uh, Santana and Ortiz promo. Before that. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Talking about uh, after they wrecked Sue's van, that Best Friends is like, hey, you should apologize. And uh, Santana's like, really, that's the best you can come up with. So this whole beef wasn't really about them, but they stepped up the inner circle. So now it is. And Ortiz says, you want me to apologize? The only thing I'm sorry for is that Sue wasn't in the van when we wrecked it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Yeah, then the eight, eight man tag match. Uh, yeah, which was preceded uh, during the entrances by just, uh, God, I could watch Eddie Kingston talk oh. all day long. He's so good all day long. I, he could read the phone book and I'd be into it, man. Like I, I actually, you know what? As of late, I've actually kind of enjoyed Mox's promos. When Mox has a point, he's really effective. Yeah, he can I, be when he when he's got something clear and succinct and mm-hmm. and, and distinct. Like I liked how he got the point across about you took my paradigm shift away, but you kind of screwed yourself because now I just have to be creative with how I'm going to take you apart limb by limb. Mm-hmm. Um, with Eddie Kingston, like I, I'd love to see these two. Just go at it promo wise. That's oh, why I'm kind Eddie. of, bu- I'm kind of bummed out that like Eddie is. I mean, I know that he's like he's a wrestler, but like right now it seems like he's in manager position. Um, he's in motivator like, position. I feel like. Yeah, but uh, even if he were the mouthpiece well, for one of these wrestlers to take on Mox, I want to see a Mox versus Kingston promo off thing. Definitely, but after after this match, sorry, before the match his promo, uh, he he makes a point of saying this sport is all about titles. And that's what we're after, all of us, myself included. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he's not trying to say that he's not a wrestler at any point. Mm-hmm. He's, in fact, saying that he himself wants to go after championships. But like the promo beforehand, he was like, hey, people are talking about this faction. He says, grow up, people. These are people that I've known before AEW. Uh, what I was seeing wasn't to my liking. Uh, the sport is all about titles, championships. That's what we're all after. That's what I'm after. And I'm going to make sure I lead us all there. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Really good stuff. Oh, man. The gravitas, the charisma is off the charts, man. It really is. It off really the charts. Is. It's next level. Um, so, yeah, uh, this is like a fun match. Kind of what you expect. A lot of uh, a lot of cool stuff going on here. Yeah. And, the you know, you expect the uh, heel team of Lucha Bros and Butcher and the Blade to get the win, and that's what happened. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss did. They're a good tag team. They're a lot of fun. I like that Jericho called Janela a skid. <laughs> it made me laugh. That's pretty funny. Yeah, no, they're fun. Sunny Kiss is a hell of a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, so Lucha Brothers hit uh, Pillman Jr. with their finish or version of it uh, to get the win that Eddie Kingston hits the ring and demands the ref raises 
their arms and the Butch and Blades arms. And he uh, says all of them at the Casino Battle Royale. And one of them is going to win it. If it were any of those guys, wouldn't it have to be... Or Phoenix. Man. In terms of, I mean, if, if Mox is still champ, then yeah, it's got to be Penta. I would love to see that. I, with Eddie Kingston and those guys backing him, that's what I want to see, man. That's good stuff. Because they're they've not shown, hap- They've shown zero indication they have any interest in pushing Penta or Phoenix as, as solo wrestlers, though. That's the only issue. Yeah, I know. I know. But Even I mean, they're, they're all going to be utterly spectacular thing. as solo wrestlers. So you got these four. You got the four that we talked about before. That's eight of the, it was a field 20? Yeah. That's what they said? You got uh, Zicky Dice, and who did you say? Josephus. Joseph. The que- or is it just, or you want the question oh, mark? Josephus. Oh, wow. Okay, early. good. Question mark comes out. Okay, good. So that's 10. We just booked 10 of them. That's half the field, man. That's half the field. So we get a quick Brody Lee and Cody recap at the end of which Cody, or sorry, Jericho advises Cody to take two weeks off, then quit the business. <laughs> that was a great line. That was a really good line, yeah. And then we get maybe, maybe the highlight of the show for me, even though it was a mess, was this Brody Lee celebration. <laughs> Brody Lee is like my favorite thing in AEW right now. Hangman's a close second. But uh, last, last Dynamite when Brody won the title, just the way he was carrying himself, throwing chairs all over the place. And they, commentary mentioned this, that uh, Brody Lee reminds him a lot of Bruiser Brody. And that's yeah. the kind of stuff Bruiser Brody would do, mm-hmm. you know, when he wrestled, does it act like an absolute madman. And that's what Brody Lee is doing, and it's great. <laughs> and then you showed me that BTE thing today, and they had me crack it up. Hey, what are you doing with your Chili's money? It's so funny. <laughs> and they brought the that. millions of dollars in Chili's money. And they brought that to Dynamite. And if I hadn't seen BTE, I would have been so confused. Why does Stu Grayson buy himself Mustangs? Why did uh, Brody Lee buy six riding lawnmowers for himself? <laughs> he said, remember that hug I gave you? I take it back. I take it back. Why does Brody Lee... Uh, seemingly hate John Silver so much. <laughs> so, anyways, they bring a coffin out with them, um, and the idea is they're, they've 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 ended the Nightmare Family. They open the coffin, uh, and inside is Ten. He's got the Nightmare Family jacket, I think, are on his head. He's got a neck tattoo. He comes out. They all laugh. Uno says, "Nightmare Family is over." All hail Brody Lee. Brody walks to the stage with Anna J. Uno orders everyone to show their appreciation to Brody. And then Brody walks commentary, just starts yelling at him, grabs a mic, <laughs> walks in the ring. Tony is interviewing him. And, and Tony says, who could take the belt off you? And Brody says, if you asked him uh, to look the last December when, every, December when everybody ridiculed uh, the Dark Order, they were a laughing stock of AEW because of people like you, Tony. I was, like he said, in prison at home mm-hmm, because of mm-hmm. people like you. Um, he said, I was going to do something. And I did it. I told Cody I'd take his title and give him his old one back. I did that. And then Brody says, there's a lot of symbolism here. They bury the Nightmare family. The open challenge is over. All those indie wrestlers can kiss their TV time <laughs> goodbye. That was great. And that Cody will good. never get that belt back. That was and good then he stuff. introduces, oh, that the indie wrestler line was great. Yeah. Um, he introduces Anna Jay. Says she's the Queen Slayer, and then John Silver interrupts. She she's number ninety nine now, and then Silver gets on. It's like, man, Brody, I love you. You're the man, Brody. <laughs> and then Brody destroys him. Pick that piece of shit up. <laughs> it's just Tony gathering, gathering now. <laughs> Pick uh, that little shit up. This this part's great. Brody just starts screaming into the microphone. He's, I am. The, we are the hottest act in all of pro wrestling. I am the hottest champion in all of pro wrestling. Yeah. He and said. The, he said, pick that little shit up. Put him back in line. Yeah, that was so good. <laughs> so anyways, Dustin comes out, starts brawling. Idiots, idiots. Oh, that's so good, though. What are With they the- going to... QT comes out still holding his neck from the BTE trigger. Yeah. So he comes out, too. They get beat up. Scorpio Sky comes out. He clears the ring, except for Brody. They have a stare down. Uh, Anna Jay gets in the ring. She slaps Scorpio Sky. Brody decks him. Dark Order then beating up everybody. And then... Uh, I, I wrote Zack Ryder here. Sorry, Matt Cardona comes out, hits a Rough Rider on Evil Uno on the stage, hits the ring. Uh, he helps Dustin, QT, and Scorpio Sky clear the ring. Look, looks like we're getting a eight-man tag match next week. Yeah, yeah. Probably yeah. Silver Reynolds and five, five and ten or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That was really good stuff, dude. 
So uh, Dosh is up next. She's going to go interview Hangman, who appropriately is at the bar. Yeah. Uh, before he really has a chance to say much of anything, uh, the Bucks interrupt, and they're like yelling at him, saying, uh, you know what, man, you're nothing but a drunk, you're an alcoholic. They throw the drink in his face, and uh, they kick him out of the uh, out of the elite. Matt was being very melodramatic in this situation. He was. I like this bit. So he's asked, why did you cost the Bucks for title opportunity? They storm in, and they ask him why. Mm-hmm. And they say, you're just insecure. You're yeah, insecure. they call him insecure. Yeah, And then did, yeah. Nick says, yeah, maybe once I did call you a jobber. But guess what? Right now, you're being a jobber. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then Matt says, yeah, you're a drunk. Should have called him a ham and egger. Yeah. He said, you never wanted to be friends. You didn't want to be in the elite. And right now, you're officially out of the elite. And mm-hmm. kick him out, and they leave. And that's what Paige stares at himself with the broken beer. Mm-hmm. Rise above. Uh, after that, uh, we're at back at the ring. Britt Baker uh, says, uh, hey, Swole, if you can beat Penelope Ford and Rebel tonight, uh, you can choose whatever match you want against me. Uh, that didn't work in her favor because no, uh, and this 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 match wasn't great. <laughs> this, this match was clunky as shit. Like it started off weird with Penelope Ford and Swole. They did some weird thing, and Swole came up like holding her hand weird. Well, like Penelope was trying to do something and then lost her balance or something and fell over. <laughs> yeah. It, it was kind of a mess. Like wasn't. Rebel Rebel actually does a pretty good job because like she's supposed to be rusty. She's yeah. supposed to be like that. And she I think she actually does a really good job. Like when she got up to the top and was like, "Oh, I don't know about this." I thought she was very effective in what she was doing. It just doesn't help that like the actual match like the people who are actually supposed to be wrestling wrestling were also clunky. <laughs> so like kind of throws it off a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I like, yeah, Jorge D here says, Jericho said the bell ringing scared her to try to cover up that uh, Penelope Ford kind of botched that move because that right was when the bell rang. Yeah, they tried to do that. It's, what was funny, too, was, okay, so after this, so yeah, uh, Swole ends up getting the pin on Penelope Ford. Yeah, because Rebel um, hits her with the crutch accidentally. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the Dark Order come back out. Uh, well, Eva Luno and a couple of the Dark Order guys come out with Anna J. They approach uh, Tay. Is she going by Taya or Tay Conti? Because um, Jericho doing, was saying Taya, and yeah, I thought it was Yeah, the advertising Tay. for the deadly draw was Ty. Ty Conti. Okay. Anyways, they have a join us folder uh, with their literature, and uh, they present it to her. And then I assume that she accepts because she took the folder, and then she like sort of nods and gives a big hug to Anna J. But then she looks at the folder with a quick, curious look on her face. Yeah. So even commentary is like, oh, she's in. Is she? So yeah, seems yeah. like she's probably going to be in the dark order. Yeah, there's um, a storyline for her and Anna J. Maybe she will, maybe she won't. Uh, they announced next week, best friends versus Santana Ortiz. This Tana next Ortiz. bit was a mess because JR and Tony kept on getting whether it was going to be next week or at all out completely off, and Jericho had to keep correcting them every uh, time. Maybe that's why I thought the Young Bucks match was going to be at all out. So that's, next no, week, that's probably why, yeah. Best friends versus Santana Ortiz. Uh, Jericho says, I need a warrant match for All Out. I'm going to take on Joey Janela. He says, I'm going to make the bad boy worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Young Bucks and Jurassic Express versus Prep Party SCU. Winning uh, four-man team will face each other at All Out. Uh, and then we had uh, Sammy Guevara versus In Matt a very Hardy. short table match. It was short, but it was pretty brutal, man. Talk about a receipt. Because Sammy Guevara, he had a big old gash on the side of his head uh, during this match. And then the end, what was the deal with putting the chair under that table? That's nasty, man. That was really ugly. Yeah. (laughs) It was a cool spot, but it looked like it sucked. So here's the thing. It just looked like it sucked. It didn't really add. Like, to me, I'm just like, okay, it just looks like somebody's going to get hurt now. And I don't like that. What if he put the chair on top of the table? I would actually prefer that because then they can like aim for the seat, but or if the you're back, yeah, the back is bad though. You don't, you don't yeah, want, no, I don't I mean, in terms of the visual of it, the back is, is, oh, is I bad don't want a that. pain, but yeah. the visual, the back is good. Yeah. The visual it's bad. I don't like, I don't like when the visual means you're going to get messed up. We Matt Hardy's Cole, old enough. Adam Cole got the uh, dropped over the back of a, a folding chair and he's fine. I hated that too. I think they're during the Sammy Guevara Joy Janela match. They were doing all at PWG that we went to. They were doing all sorts of messed up stuff. I think the finish that, of that was on the back of a chair. That chair looked like shit at the end of it too. It was busted to hell. I'm sure their backs look like shit at the end of it too. Not a fan of the back of the chair, Larson. 
I'm not either, but from the visual aspect of it, it, you know, it looks like it's going to hurt because it does. Yeah. There is, they, they're very clear early on that if you go through the table accidentally, it matches Nover. I love that. Me too. I love that. So that we also, don't get a bunch of false spots where someone's about to go through a table and someone puts on the brakes. Someone goes to the table. It's great. Because Matt went through a table in this match so and Sammy. it didn't end. So did Sammy. It didn't end. Yeah. Um, the twist of fate with the chair on Sammy's neck also really freaked me out. Yeah, that's I a know, bad idea. I know these guys are professionals, but god damn, that looked like it sucked. Yeah, it looked like that really mm, that really sucked. <laughs> As someone with a bad neck, I know the enforcer on our stream the other day asked if, you know, having a bad neck, if I see neck spots, it makes me feel worse. Uh, in this instance, yes. Because <laughs> that sucked. That was rough, man. That was, that was rougher than the, other, the, the, the finish for me, that spot, because mm-hmm. that you could jack yourself up doing that, man. Yeah, seriously. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, this was it was an oddly short and oddly brutal match. It was like, that spot where I mean, uh, sorry to interrupt, but Mister no. Forbes, you mentioned that the spot where Sammy does the tope out of the ring and just falls goes right through the table. Yeah, that sucked too. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, were you surprised at all at the finish here? No. So uh, Matt was all messed up and dazed, but he had the wherewithal to put the table up, get a chair under the table, put Sammy on top of the table. He starts to go up, and uh, and as he gets to the top, kind of like Rebel, he gets woozy, and uh, Sammy's able to get off the table, capitalize, run up there, and uh, puts Matt through the table. I think maybe it was just the fact that Sammy had that, to kick this off, he had the chair shot to Matt's head. You would think that, okay, there needs to be some comeuppance here, and so Matt would win. Oh, I think there will still be some You think this is going to keep going then, huh? Yeah. Yeah. All right, we shall see. Maybe it'll be an all-out match. Or maybe not. There's already a lot of matches. Maybe on the buy-in. Yeah, it could be, or maybe they'll just both be in the Battle Royal and they go out of there. Apparently, that's where a bunch of these matches that should be singles matches are taking Title shots on the line, man. That's kind of a huge deal. So, yeah, Sammy superplexes Matt through the table. He wins. Uh, after the bout, Orange Cassidy's music hits. He runs out. No jean jacket. And attacks Chris Jericho on commentary. Refs try to separate him. There's this bit where Jericho's backing up and has one of the refs kind of by his shoulders, his shirt, kind of pulling him along with him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, but he's doing it to get him out of the way so that he runs around him and goes and tries to attack Orange Cassidy. Orange reverses it. Ground and pound from Cassidy to, to end the show. JR looked legitimately pissed off when there was so much like, so Cassidy sort of came out of nowhere, right? I don't think JR knew that. He probably knew it was going to happen. I just don't think he expected like five refs to be out there. Bump And Tony was like, come on, JR, we got to go. And he like whacked one of the refs with his hat and was like, what's going on here? Dude, you remember that bit when, uh, was it Jay White? Gosh, who's opponent? Yeah. And uh, then yeah. it got Josh Barnett so upset that he yeah. left commentary. Didn't he get in the ring or something? He just about did. I think he got on the apron. <laughs> because yeah. he thought they were being too rough around JR. Yeah. But JR was he seemed legit pissed about that. Yeah. That was such a weird situation. It was really weird. <laughs> Anything happens in New Japan. Let's take some questions. I've got it a was, Patreon right, it thread was, up. It was Juice Robinson. That's who it was. Okay, yeah, I would not have remembered that. Um, and I've got Discord open up. I'll hit the Discord first. Let's see what they have to say over there. Oop. Um, I'll get on Twitch here. Uh, Jorge uh, D, you go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Schnauzer says Jericho comes to the two of you and says he needs each of you to come up with an idea for a gimmick match for him and Cassidy to have in a best of five series. What gimmick match do each of you create? Uh, like a blindfold match, but instead it's like it's sunglasses. Oh, I was gonna say instead of a blindfold, it's like, are there such things as orange sacks? Yeah. Do do people carry oranges and sacks? They do, right? Yeah, yeah. but they're, they're not. You can still see through them. They're oh, like a, kind okay. Kind of a tight tight netting. Oh well, that sucks then. Never mind. Yeah, Jorge D. How would you guys fix XLAX and AEW? They're one of the best tag teams in the world, but seem to get nothing significant in AEW. They just gotta win. They don't win matches, really. Yeah. Winning is kind of everything. They like, put who awesome matches and win. Let me ask you something. Who's in a better spot right now? X-Lax or Butcher and the Blade? Butcher and the Blade. Yeah, right. Seems weird, right? It does. I'm actually happy about it. Well, I like both teams, though. I like both teams a lot. Because, like, XLAX and Lucha Brothers, they really, especially ever since 
Lucha Brothers had that series with the Young Bucks for the AAA tag titles. They haven't really done anything with them. If NXT came calling and they were able to get out of their contract, would X-Lax leave right now? And this is obviously knowing that we don't know what's going on inside their head. You'd have to assume that WWE would actually then place a focus on tag team wrestling, which is probably not a good assumption to make. Yeah, and that's probably one of the reasons they went to AEW versus WWE. At some point, x has to be a featured thing on AEW, think. I would think so. <clears throat> Excuse um, me. But, you know, at the time, you know, maybe it was important to them that they didn't have to work 250 days a year. Oh, at the time, it was a smart move. At the yeah. time, it was absolutely smart. It probably is a start, it's still a smart move. Here's one thing that I'd like to see with the tag titles after All Out is get them, like, have them go around a little bit. Pass Spread the love around a little bit, yeah. you know? Um, let's see here. Dr. Steve Winter says, uh, sorry if my question sucks. I'm high. What wrestler would you give plus crier as their intro theme? That's not a, that's not a terrible question. That's a great question. That's actually really, yeah. Maybe get high more often when you're going to ask questions. I mean, I honestly kind of feel like orange Cassidy would be great with plus. Just about what I was going to say should be orange Cassidy (laughs) because it's just like stock music. That's royalty. Evidently royalty free, or at least they're not going to hit us with it because yeah, I don't even know. They what may they not are. have a publishing company. Uh, yeah. Beans from the East just popped in. Want to say uh, Young Bucks kicking Hangman out was dumb because he told them a year ago he left. He did, but also he was still kind of with them still. The impact of the, I, I understand, I get it. Like the, the, you know, this has been a long time coming. Um, I mean, there's been times when Hangman is like acted like he downright doesn't like Matt um, specifically. Um, So, but no, yeah, I know. Kind of like he had already quit. I don't remember. I mean, I'm sure at some point in BTE lore, he like rejoined them. Well, I guess at Stadium Stampede, he was firmly a member of the elite. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Greg Morris with a win over Jericho at All Out. What is Orange Cassidy's ceiling? TNT title. Yep. Yep. I agree with that. Dang MQ with Lucha Bros now with Eddie Kingston. What happens to Death Triangle when Pac comes back? I don't know. Maybe Pac. Sorry, Pac. Um, I mean, Pac could, could you know, he's got a, a pretty good singles career ahead of him, whether he's at a faction or not. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he was going to be the guy to get the title shot against Mox at... Uh, uh, the last pay-per-view instead of or Revolution. Was it Revolution? Yeah. Or Brody Lee got the title shot? Revolution was, wasn't that the first pay-per-view of the year? It's like February. Yeah. The one where, where whatever the one Brody Lee got the title shot. Okay. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Pac, Pac was originally slated for that. Mm, yeah. Ouch. Uh, Heel Long Heavy, I really wish Sheeta versus Thunder Rosa was title for title. Uh, yeah, that'd be rad. Gregory F- Fiella? Fiella? Fiella, I believe. When that's, Jericho- how you said it. that's how you said it yet the other day. Fiella. Gregory. When Jericho is done wrestling, do you think he'll become a commentator for AEW? No, I don't think so. I think that's too much of a commitment. And I think when he's done wrestling, I think he's going to be full on rock star. Yep. Mr. Forbesy, does NWA become AEW's second or third show, including Dark? And can you see a Survivor Series type thing happening if it happens? No, but that'd probably be not. Cool. I, th- I think Billy Corgan kind of wants his independence. You know, it'd be really neat if they NWA. It'd be really neat if they did some sort of like additional cross promotion stuff. You know? Yeah. Um, we already talked about that. Talked about that. Uh, Wolfpack for life. This is actually a great question, and I was thinking about this today on my walk. Wolfpack for life asks. If either AEW or NXT stayed on separate nights, how would it affect the ratings of both shows? Larson, do you think, given that NXT ended up with, I think, 815, 18, 850, something like that, um, on on its night alone, and AEW will certainly uh, do better on its night alone. I mean, they got 700 change on a Saturday afternoon. On a Saturday. That's on not a, Saturday. a good time spot. Um, is there any possibility that TNT and USA would go to the respective companies and say, Hey, we want to change the night 
to we don't want you guys running against the other company. It's entirely possible. I mean, it seems like it'd be smart for for both companies. I mean, I don't. I don't I, well, let me ask you this then. Also, here's the one thing though. Here's one thing. Sorry, I'll, I'll get this thought out before you. Yeah, can, sure, 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 sure. I'm sure there, to a certain extent, neither wants to blink. Though I don't think either really. Well, I don't think AEW is that concerned with any Wednesday night war that's happening. WWE maybe a little bit, just in terms of perception of them as you know top wrestling company. The point is, I don't think either of them would be the one to be like, "All right, we'll move to. We will be the one to move to a different night." Mm-hmm, yeah, I don't know. I wonder. So okay, Vince wouldn't want to blink. Vince wouldn't want to blink. But if USA gave him pressure, because like, what does USA care? What does TNT care? If they're going to do better, get a higher demo number, be able to sell more advertising, mm-hmm. you would think it'd be a win for everybody. My one, so. th- my one thing about that would be, I think it'd be a bad, let me ask you this. Is the Wednesday Night War in its entirety a selling point for NXT, meaning the WWE loyal, the anti-AEW people are more compelled to watch NXT because they feel that like They're they want to them because it's on the same night, same time. If NXT is by itself in a vacuum, I don't I don't like at some point to in out of desperation, wouldn't Vince just start to mold that into yet another main roster show. Yeah, and what should do. people would start. Well, I don't know if that would be a selling point for NXT, though. I don't know that that wouldn't get left behind and its ratings would start to erode. I firmly believe that AEW is still building. It's I think yeah, that yeah. they have a loyal base yeah. that is still being built. I mean, that's evidenced by the numbers on Saturday. NXT might find its numbers eroding if they're if they don't have the Wednesday Night War as, as a hook. I don't know, man, because we just saw the last two weeks when they didn't, weren't going head to head. Their numbers went up. The best numbers they've gotten in a while. I don't know how many people are watching NXT just despite AEW. Mm-hmm. You know, I think if people mm-hmm. watch NXT by and large because they like NXT, and I don't think people are just going to watch NXT because they don't like AEW. Mm-hmm. If they don't like AEW and are different towards NXT, they probably just won't watch either. Probably right. Just bringing it to the table. Thought it was an interesting conversation. Our Lopez Ortiz is really refreshing to see cross promotion wrestling after the chokehold WB has had on the US on you in USA in the USA gosh I can't talk that's I agree uh let's see here uh, uh ah this is a great question Moses supposes in one year who would you like to see as the champions in AEW in one year in one year I'd like to see Xlax as the tag champions in AEW uh hangman page as the world champion uh, the TNT champion needs Scorpio to be, Sky. Have him win say, it. Give him a super long reign with it. I want Brody Lee to win it and keep it for the next year. There you go. Uh, who? What about the FTW champion? Jeff Cobb. Say Jeff Cobb shows up. What a great! What a great! What a great answer. Uh, Steezy Preezy. Oh, women's title. Oh. Um, I would want that to be, uh, Allison K. Good answer. Good answer. Steezy Preezy, the battle Royal is stacked. Who's the favorite to win and who's your dark horse pick? Also think the FTW belt should be the, should be the Haas title. I think he's trying to say. I think it should be like the, the I don't know. Title. It should be the badass title. I think it should be like the, you know, Darby Allen should be able to win that title. Like it should just be like it should be for a style of wrestling more so like, than like yeah, like grudge wrestling, you know what I mean? Yeah. All right, who's your pick to win this battle royal? We don't even know the full field. Based on who we know, who's your pick? Okay, let me ask you something. The rest of the field, could eight of them be in that eight-man match next week? The Cardona, Sky. Yeah, Cause that's that's possible. next week. I think that's probably eight of the next time. Because who Somebody. are they fighting? They're fighting uh, Dark Order. Dark Order. There's going to be Dark Order in it. So, yeah, it seems like that's going to be basically in the two other guys. Um, 
Okay, who won it last year? Uh, Paige did. Oh wow, that's right. That's a pretty that's a pretty big precedent right there. Um, and then yeah, he cashed it. Okay, so that's it's got to be a high profile. Well, guy. he won the one at double or nothing. I don't remember if there was one at all out last. There year. wasn't. There wasn't one at all. It wasn't. Didn't was where was the diamond dozen or was that on dynamite? That was on dynamite. That was on dynamite. Um, because Paige won the buy-in battle royal at. Double All out was a women's. There was a women's battle royal. Right, apparently, there you go. that's what that's Hero right. Long Heavy. That's is, right. Yeah, so. Nyla Rose won that. Um, who wins it? Well, we can say some people who aren't going to win it. Darby Allen's not going to win it. He had a title shot. I, and there's no way MJF is winning this title, by the way. No. Um, of the people that we know are in the match, <laughs> I'm going to say Lance Archer. He and Mox have some history in New Japan. They put on a pretty fun match for yeah. the U.S. title uh, during Wrestle Kingdom. Um, so, And that should be really good. It's a good kind of intermediary feud for Mox to get him through. Yeah, a but bit. dude. Archer's going to lose another big title fight. Sadly. That was my because that was my first inclination as well, and then I just thought I was like, ah, he's gonna lose another title shot. Um, <laughs> this is a great this is a great comment. It's not even really a question, but call me Sir Vic says, be honest. Does anybody feel instantly colder than Matt Cardona? Why hasn't he spoken a single word? He hasn't said us like I can't think of a less. He feels. Like and I think he is because that's what you mentioned because you had heard this. He only signed like a couple matches, right? Yeah, like a five appearance deal. But then he's been saying that he wants to sign a long term deal with the company. He feels not committed. You know what I mean? Or the inverse, AEW feels not committed. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. I wonder now too that Cody's out. He's out there stand up to the dark order. You'd think to defend Cody's honor. Maybe next week he gets your microphone. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool because he just—it really seems like he's not doing anything. Because um, he looks amazing. It's just odd to see a WWE guy who looks amazing. He's in phenomenal shape, mm-hmm. um, and then he just sort of comes out in these really like middling ways. Yeah, no, he was even the first one out to make the save. I know, I know. Um. All right. Anyways, that it for the show. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow night for our SmackDown recap right here at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Everybody watching us, though, on YouTube and in the audio realm, thank you very much for tuning in. We appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron-only live shows, gameplay, and vintage 10 for the wins, access to podcast question threads, the friendo care package, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.